The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts, the world's greatest shorts, who can new up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, up in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, the 12th of June, and we've got a full slate of action for MLB for Tuesday, June the 13th. Um, Three man go tonight, exciting times. Um, first up, um, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, what's happening? Uh, nothing much. Uh, another week started with uh, brand new baseball. Some intriguing uh, series that we do have uh, to start the week here, but officially welcome you back after your holiday. Hope you had a good one, Mal. Uh, but yeah, let's get it rock and rolling. Yeah, I was uh, considering whether or not you were avoiding me, Moonaf. I haven't spoke to you since <laughs> I returned. Is this intentional? Oh, no, that's just how the scheduling worked out. I know you missed me. And one more question. I saw you tweeting this morning that the baby was kicking your ass again. Is this correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know the newborn phase, how that goes. But uh, he's, a, he's <laughs> officially a month old on Friday. It's crazy. Time is already flying. But, yeah. Oh, man. Congrats. Baby one, uh, parent zero. Well done. Uh, and finally, um, I get to do a show with our third member of the team tonight because we've been like ships in the night. Uh, since he joined the show. Um, it is uh, Lonte Smith. Lonte, how are you doing, man? Welcome. Yeah, man, doing good. Looking forward to uh, doing the show with both of you guys. Uh, I know this is our first time, but uh, uh, hopefully you don't set the expectations too too high because uh, I'll probably disappoint you. So let's just set the bar real low and work our way Well, up. yeah, I already warned you that you... Oh, well, oh, sorry, Moon, I've warned you that you might understand about 80% of uh, of what I say at a push. I feel like the, the people in the comments are kind of up to speed now, so we need to start you off at an entry level. So if any anything I might say, if the uh, if the comment section can provide a glossary, uh, that would be great. The comment section is live and kicking already. TV DVG was in again. Uh, two nights running, he's been first in. Case uh, and Zane, who else we got? Randy, uh, David is in there as well. Sweet. Uh, Bill's Mafia DJ and Serial. Serial's uh, arrived as well. So good evening, everyone. Um, Captain's been slacking, huh? Captain's been slacking. Captain Insano, um, the big news moon off this week is that I am taking on Captain Insano in the DJ's baseball league uh, oh, in the fantasy league. So it's on. Yeah, he's running scared, is what he's doing. He's under the sofa. Um, I've been in bad form, actually. I was top of the league and smelling myself about three weeks ago. And now I've kind of found my way down to fifth. So I need to um I need to give Captain Insano a little bit of stick this week. Um but yeah, I'm sure he'll be he'll be here and I took the um unprecedented move of adding Zach Grenke to my team this week, Moonaf. How do you feel about that? Hey, if he's pitching at home, I can't argue against it. Well, it was two starts and at least what I think it was some shit like Colorado and yeah, Cincinnati and Colorado or something. So I took a bit of a gamble. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. Um, no, no day sport today. So we've got nothing in play to talk about. 
Uh, we'll crack straight on with the first game on Tuesday, which is a 6.40 Eastern first pitch. I think we've got four games off the board at the moment for various reasons. We've got a couple of TBD pitches. I've seen pitches on this all day. I don't know why this is off the board. Um, it's the Atlanta Braves at the Detroit Tigers, where Spencer Strider starts for Atlanta. And what's his first name? I've never heard of this kid. Reese Olsen. Uh, draws the start for the Detroit Tigers. No lines, uh, as I say all day. Not entirely sure why. Uh, Lonte, have you seen any lines on this? Um, or if yeah. not, can you tell us what you make of it anyway? No, I don't. Um, I don't see any lines. I'm not sure why. I mean, both pitchers are listed. Uh, I have no idea why. But um, I'll probably just. I'm going to lean with Atlanta. To be honest with you, Detroit has been a dumpster fire as of late. Lost nine of the last ten. Uh, pretty pretty much a complete bet against team for me. Um, they only scored two runs or less. They've they've scored two runs or less in three of the last five games. Uh, twenty two and thirty six, twenty two and thirty five as an underdog. Uh, Atlanta they won eight of the last ten, twenty and ten on the road. Uh, Strider got roughed up in his last outing, um, so he hasn't been as sharp on the road. He's allowed four plus in two of his four games, his last four road outings. But I think he gets uh, I think he gets revenge here. Uh, from that last outing against the Mets, I think it was um, was wasn't supposed to be a, a slugfest, but it looked like a home run derby out there instead of what we thought. So um, I would maybe look at a Strider K prop uh, and a Detroit team total under, but I'm on Atlanta all the way. Uh, I mean, obviously the line won't, it'll be probably north of 200, so I don't want to do that. But the run line and some Detroit team total unders is, is what I'm looking at. Yeah, Moonaf, this was quite a tricky game to start the card, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that um, we talk about get right spots for teams or in particular pitchers. I think this might be the spot here for Strider to kind of get right. I know um, Captain Sano is putting his stats in for the last five games for uh, Spencer Strider, but we take a look at some of the offensive numbers for the Detroit Tigers. I mean, they have just been atrocious to say the least. I know they've been dealing with a lot of injuries over the past, well, let's just say a month or so, but I think this might be a spot for Strider despite pitching on the road, that he can get right against an offense that who hasn't been able to score very many runs. So I know Reese Olsen has been off to a great start as well, but he's going up against a um, one of the better offenses um, in the league in Atlanta, and Atlanta has been being, putting up runs so at least over the you know the last 10 games and the games where Lante mentioned they've won eight out of the last 10 games, and they've been able to put up runs in those spots. So uh, I agree with Lante. It'll be Atlanta all the way here for me as well. Yeah, it was, it's impossible to get away from Atlanta. Um, the fact that Strider did get hit around last time makes me even more confident that he'll do okay. Uh, Detroit, nine in a row they've lost. They've scored 19 runs in those last nine games. Um, that is not going to do it for you, unfortunately. Um, if you're looking for an Atlanta prop, Marcelo Azuna's going all right. He's got an eight-game hit streak. I actually quite like the under here. Obviously, that's difficult to say because I haven't seen a line on it. But I just thought Orlando would have to score all the runs. Uh, so if it was somewhere near maybe eight and a half, if you find it eight and a half, um, I'd be happy to take underneath that because I don't think Detroit are going to uh, contribute at all. And uh, Reese Olsen's gone along okay. Um, he hasn't been shelled in any of his starts. So this could easily finish sort of five or six nothing uh, to Atlanta, something along those lines. Uh, next up is the 7.05 Eastern first pitch between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Baltimore Orioles. Chris Bassett takes the ball for Toronto and Dean Kramer goes for Baltimore. We have lines. Oh, we don't have lines again. This is a bad start. Uh, same question, Munaf. Where are the lines? Because this has been up all day. And what did you think of it? Yeah. Um, 
but I know we the website at least that I use that kind of go off of the pitching set still doesn't have a pitcher listed for the uh Baltimore Orioles. But I ain't seen Dean Kramer is gonna get a start here for the uh Baltimore Orioles. But yeah, no lines yet for the first two games at least. But we could I could kind of just go through the pitches here. Chris Bassett looks like he's gonna get the start here for the Toronto Blue Jays, coming off a really solid starting against Houston Astros. Eight innings pitch, only allowed four hits in that game, two earned runs. Um, very, very uh, efficient in that game. He only had 81 uh, pitches in that game in eight innings, like I mentioned. And back-to-back starts, he's um, gone at least seven-plus innings for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Um, last two games combined, 15 and two-thirds innings pitch, only allowed two earned runs, seven um, hits total in that span. He has struggled on the road here, guys. He is 4-3, and three, the 4.43 ERA. Uh, you are going into Camden Yards or Camden Yards. Uh, I know they made the adjustments in the outfield where it's not much of a hitter's ballpark anymore. Um, but I think that for me, I would probably lean here with um, the Baltimore Orioles as the home team here. Uh, kind of just looking at Dean uh, Kramer's numbers here. Uh, six and three, the 4.89 ERA at home, three and one with a 4.91 ERA. So, um, against AL East teams, he is 2-0, but the ERA is a little inflated at 5.04. We could see some runs in this game. Um, he did face the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto back on May 21st, uh, where he did go five and one-thirds innings pitch, only allowed one earned run in that span and nine hits, had seven strikeouts, and the Baltimore Orioles did win that game 8-3. to three. So I lean with the Orioles here. I think the one thing that gives me more confidence is about Fanning Chris Bassett when he is on the road. When he's at home, he's been fantastic. So him being on road in Baltimore, I'll lean with Baltimore here. I came down the other side, Moon. I've, um, I've said for a little while that I've, I've got quite a few of the Baltimore pitching stuff lined up for some regression, and Dean Kramer is kind of at the, the head of the queue here. I've got him vulnerable. I watched the Blue Jays game last night, and they often have put some weird batting numbers up because they're really high up in just about every category. Um, but the with runners in scoring position is poor. And the, therefore, the number of runs they've scored is right down there. But everything else tells you that they should be up there. So that's got to correct at some point. Um, Aaron Hicks, who we used to laugh at a little bit, uh, is a New York Yankee. As John Baltimore has now reached safely in all 10 games that he's played, um, which is a bit of a uh, funny outcome there. But yeah, I, it, it was difficult, but I've got to keep fading Kramer. Um Bassett, I know what you mean. He is a little bit less reliable on the road, but I'll take the Blue Jays in this spot. Uh, Lonte, we've got one for the Orioles, one for the Blue Jays. So can you split the tie for us? Yeah, man. Sadly, I'm going to be um, on the side of Munaf. I, I, like, I like Baltimore here. Um, my perspective, I think Baltimore is pretty much undervalued, uh, undervalued commodity. And I do understand the regression numbers because, I mean, that is, that is a big fact, especially when pitchers are or teams are playing above their head. So far above their head, they have to come back down or at least level off. So that could be, um, could be an issue. But I mean, hopefully it's not in this matchup because I like the Orioles a, a lot. Um, like me, like Munaf mentioned, uh, they swept Toronto mid-May uh, in Toronto, outscored them 20, 20 to ten in the process. Uh, Kramer, I mean, he's been solid this year, and he's getting he got rocked by Milwaukee. So I think he'll bounce he'll bounce back uh, tomorrow night. Uh, he's also one of the more profitable pitchers in the first five. So if you like Baltimore, uh, might want to look at him first five. Um, he's allowed two or less in four of his last seven games, including uh, only allowed one one uh, earned run on May like in, on May twenty first, like um, I've mentioned. Um, yeah, man, I, I think Toronto. Like 
I got a lot of futures on Toronto. Um, I think they're similar to what San Diego is, loaded with talent, just inconsistent. Uh, they're one game over 500 on the road. So it's not horrible, but Baltimore is 20 and 12 at home. Uh, I think they're just a better team right now. Maybe Toronto will get there later on with some of that regression. But right now, I'm leaning to the home uh, underdog. And I see on Bet Online, they have uh, minus 120 plus 110 uh, for the line. So um, I would definitely take the plus money for the home dog. Yeah, some of the stats that Kaysen's just uh, pointed out in the comment section about Chris Bassett, three days starts, 0-2 with a 14-59 ERA. Uh, so that's certainly backed up Lonte and Munaf's handicap um, in that one. 7-10, Eastern first pitch, the New York Yankees at the New York Mets. Uh, Luis Severino takes the ball for the Yankees and Mad Max Scherzer will go for the Mets. We have lines of plus 120 on the Yankees, minus 140 on the Mets. The total of 7.5. Um, Severino earned one on the year, 5.75 ERA. He started four games now since his delayed start of the season. First two went okay, second two didn't. Um, so at this point, I don't really know what to expect from him. The jury's still out. Um, Max Scherzer was hit around by the Braves last time. I think that was in the same game as Spencer Strider, I think, that we just talked about. Um but the Braves own the Mets. We know this. Um, so it's four starts before that. We're really good. Um, and in his three home starts, he is 2-0 on the year with a 0.5 ERA. The Mets are better at home. I've got a little pop quiz for either of uh, you two here. 66 games now the Mets have played. How many first inning runs have they scored? I'd say... Three. I'd say... Four. Ooh, yeah, both. It's not that bad. 14 is the answer. Um, but that's a preposterously <laughs> no number. Yeah. You spotted there was a there was something in there, but um yeah, 14. So don't expect it. There was a reason why I was asking Boonaf. Um, but yeah, it wasn't three or four, but 14 is not a very high number. Uh, they are better at home, and it's not a fancy price. I'm not proud of myself, uh, but I'll take the Mets here at minus one forty. Lonte, what did you make of this? Yeah, I mean I'm not going to lie to you. I don't trust either team right now as they're currently formed. Um, Judge does – I mean, as a Yankee fan, I've seen what Judge does to that lineup, uh, how those guys are more confident when he's in the lineup. You can't pitch uh, – you can't throw certain pitches to Volpe and some of those guys when Aaron Judge is in the lineup. But now that he's not – I mean, they're a different team uh, without him in the lineup. Now, Sevy's been a little bit, you know, up and down. Jury still, like you said – um, but I think Max shows up and has a big night. I mean, you mentioned it. He's been nails at home, one earned run or fewer in all five of his home starts. Uh, three of those, he had zero earned runs. Um, now Yankees offense is struggling, three runs or fewer in the last four games. Um, we saw them against Boston, couldn't get it going. Uh, out, even when Cole pitched, they just couldn't get it going offensively. So, I mean, I just – I don't love it, but I'm leaning I'm leaning with you um, on the Mets side. Uh, Moon off, team ride on the Mets. Yeah, I actually do like the Mets here. Um, this is going to be Max Scherzer's fourth start at home uh, this season, uh, and he's been really good at City Field for the New York Mets. He's 2-0 and with a .5 ERA. Uh, 18 innings pitch, he's only allowed one earned run in that span, and the rest of his starts actually have come on the road where he has a 5.35 ERA. You guys talked about Aaron Judge not being in this lineup, and I know uh, some of the guys are pointing it out in the chat as well. Uh, TV DBJ is mentioning it, and it's it's... it's 
it's um, obviously it's correlated when you have, don't have the MVP in your lineup. They're averaging 3.33 runs per game without Aaron Judge this season. They're batting 209, 268 on base percentage, 373 slugging percentage, 641 OPS. So it's just not very good for the New York Yankees. And um, I trust Max Scherzer more at home. I'm going to back the Mets here. I'm with you. Uh, it's a minus 140 price. I wish it was a little bit cheaper, but um, I'm going to take the Mets. seems like you also like uh, got to like the under in this game as well. It's at seven and a half. Maybe it gets pushed up to eight by the time uh, we get to the afternoon. But um, I would lean towards the under, but definitely do like the Mets in the spot. Uh, in seeing what in the, um, the, the Yankees have picked up Luke Voigt today uh, oh, as well, which I hadn't noticed. Um, but yeah, uh, another beef boy into their lineup. Um, we move on. I'll tell you about Edge Boost, uh, the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. We've covered some great markets. Um, especially on the Futures Friday show, the Edge Boost would be absolutely perfect to employ um, if you don't want to tie your money up. Um, Edge uh, currently offering up to $2,500 in betting advances, uh, which can be a great tool for something just like that. Increase your bankroll, double down on a favourite, or like I say, use a future. Uh, we did MVPs on Friday. Um, great place to start. Um Edge Boost charge zero interest as well uh, and can very much be part of a responsible gambling plan. Uh, you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in one place. Uh, support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older. Use problem gambler call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, down the board, we will head to 710 Eastern first pitch between the Colorado Rockies and the Boston Red Sox. Chase Anderson for the Rockies and Cutter Crawford will go for the Red Sox. Plus 190 on Colorado, minus 222 on Boston with a total of 10. Um, Chase Anderson, 0-0 uh, zero zero on the year with a 225 ERA. He's gone from the bullpen into quite an effective starter. He's, he started five games now uh, with a 267 ERA. He has given up multi-home runs in his last two. So if you want to find a Red Sox that you like to hit one out, um, that might be an option. Um, Colorado had that, that weird game last night. I think we finished the show last night, me and Dylan, and that game was tied in the ninth inning. And yeah. I went to put it on the telly and there was a brain delay for what seemed like forever. And they came out and Nolan Jones hit a home run 900 foot uh, to walk it off. Absolutely smashed the granny out of it. Um, Cutter Crawford, similar to Anderson, bullpen into more of an opener role, I would say, than, than sort of a starter. The Red Sox have lost on both the occasions uh, that he has opened for them. Um, and I don't see why. They, at these prices, this feels like the game we handicapped last night. It was conceivable against James Paxton. The MLB Discord channel today has been full of examples of people like Paxton, who no way should be. Paxton was minus 260 tonight uh, for Monday's game. Crawford's minus 222 here. Yeah. Who's backing, backing Cutter Crawford at minus 222? Like, uh, it shouldn't be allowed money. You have to take... Boston might win. You have to take Colorado. I've got given myself no choice here. Uh, Colorado plus 190, Muna. Yeah, I can see where the value is here on the Colorado Rockies, but you also are concerned that they're missing two... Uh, big bats in their lineup as well with guys on injury with Chris Bryan and uh, Charlie Blackman, uh, who also just got put up on the IL because of a broken hand. I think he'll be out about four to eight weeks for the Rockies. But 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. Even like on Monday night, I'm not laying a minus $2 price on James Paxton and a $2 price on Cutter Crawford as well, where the Red Sox have lost four of his last five starts. And exactly what Captain Sano mentioned, that he has been very good at night, 0-3 with a 5.85 ERA, where Chase Anderson has been surprisingly very well, or going very well for the Colorado Rockies. So I think it's going to come down to the point where who's going to step up for the offense for the Colorado Rockies. But I think the all the value right now stands with the Rockies, whether if you want to take that on the plus one and a half um, at even money or just take them on the money line as well at plus 195. So I, I can't argue against it. Uh, Lonte, how did you feel about this one? Yeah, um, I don't. I feel indifferent about the side. I can see I can make cases for both sides. Um, what I do like is I like the over. I think both teams. Both teams have been playing to the under as of late. Seven and uh, there's seven and seven of the last ten for both have went under. But uh, sixty six of Boston's um, sixty six of Boston's uh, home games have been over. So they're over team at home. I think the bats are going to be fine. Uh, at home, and is it odd to me that these teams haven't played each other since 2019? Is that odd? Uh, I think they wrote. Yeah, no. Every four years, it makes sense. Four years is that? Yeah. Okay, well, now because right. they're yeah, playing, yeah. every team plays each other. Um, every team plays against every team now with the new scheduling change this yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I forgot about the scheduling change, but yeah, man, I like the over. Um, like you said, I, I'm not going to be laying any type of um juice with Boston, just not as they're currently constructed. And you know, if you hit it on the head, the reason why I don't want to. Um, you know, put a, a half unit or anything on Colorado is because they're missing those two key bats in their lineup. Um, and outside of that, I mean, just two teams I just don't trust right now. Um, with that being said, I like the over. I think both teams will come out and score some runs. Uh, you ran over the the numbers for both pitches, so I will reiterate that. But I think that um, Chase Anderson is prone to give up home runs. I think you brought up a great point with that. So maybe look at some Devers, um, total bases or home run props. Um, and I would maybe look for a Boston team total over, thinking that Colorado with those bats missing maybe can't get the same juice flowing um, with their lineup. So maybe look at Boston team total over uh, for a half unit and play a half unit on the full game over. Yeah, I think that's probably the only other way to play this game. If you don't like Colorado, you're looking for Boston player props or, or over on the total on you. You're absolutely right. Um, 7.40 Eastern first pitch, the Milwaukee Brewers at the Minnesota Twins. Corbin Burns for the Brewers and Pablo Lopez for the Twins. On the books, it is a match, minus 110 each of two. Uh, the total is a seven and a half. Lonte, Brewers at Twins. Yeah, man. So I'm I'm leaning to to Minnesota. I thought they looked I thought they looked good um over the weekend, uh, if I'm not mistaken, against the uh against the Astros, right? Didn't they play didn't they have a series with the Astros uh, this weekend? Was it the Blue, Blue Jays? Jays? Was it Blue, Blue Jays. Jays? I'm sorry, Blue Jays. Yeah, Blue Jays. They came back and won two of those games. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to the Astros later on. Yeah. So, man, I mean, Burns been electric and he was electric in his last outing. Eight innings, two hits, no, no earned runs. He has allowed uh, three plus in his last two road starts. Uh, Lopez is the, my only concern as to why I'm not full fledged on the Minnesota side. Um, he struggled as of late, especially at home. He's allowed four plus in four of his last five home starts. So that kind of that kind of bothered me, uh, and I think it'll be a low scoring game. Uh, like under in six of the last ten Milwaukee games, and seven of the last ten Minnesota games have went under. So I'm expecting a defensive game. Not a lot of people um, on base. Uh, both teams top twelve in runs allowed and top ten hits allowed. So I expect a defensive type of game. Um, maybe uh, a couple runners on some stolen base can get us to maybe. 
two to three or, or two to one. I'm looking for that type of game. Um, Milwaukee is 58% to the under on the season. Minnesota is 57% um, under on the season. Uh, and I mean, Milwaukee is pretty much a definition of, of mediocre. We saw what Oakland did to them this weekend. Um, they're 500 in the last 10, 500 in the away games, and 500 is a dog. I mean, that's the definition uh, of mediocre right there. Uh, so I'm going to lean with the Twins. My stronger play is on the under. Uh, I don't think it's a lot of room scored at all here tonight, fellas. I mean, tomorrow night. Muna? You know, I talked a lot about uh, Corbin Burns' uh, numbers against American League teams in his career. Uh, since 2020, 19 appearances, 11 and 2 with a 1.86 ERA. Six of his 10 starts this season have been against American League teams. Uh, the only team that he did get into trouble against uh, this year was the Houston Astros on their home field. But other than that, he's 4 and 1 with a 2.55 ERA, 34 strikeouts, and six appearances against American League teams this year. And he's again been against pretty good offense. Like I mentioned, the Astros, he faced the Angels, the Mariners, and, and this last start which was back on June 7th against the Baltimore Orioles. Um, eight inning, eight shutout innings. He only allowed two hits. So I don't trust Pablo Lopez here. Uh, I know the Brewers offense can be a little anemic at times, but I believe I, I have the better picture here on the mound with Corbin Burns. I'll, I look at uh, the Brewers money line here, and I do love the play that Lante mentioned about the under in this game. I think both these pitchers can go along very well. Um, Lopez could probably give up a couple, but I do expect a big outing here from Corbin Burns. So, I lean uh, Brewers minus 105 and then also like the under as well. I really struggled with this one. I didn't want to take the Brewers for all the reasons you've just outlined. I didn't want to take Lopez um, again for all the reasons you've just outlined. So that left me um, back at square one. I handicapped this this afternoon before I've seen any odds. And what I wrote down was I will take the team that are a bigger price um, because I didn't know where to go. Um the teams have both got minus one ten, which is no use to me whatsoever. So at this point, I'm left with absolutely nothing. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. We we'll move on. Seven forty-five Eastern first pitch is the San Francisco Giants at the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Alex Cobb goes for the Giants, and Jack Flaherty uh, will go for St. Louis. Minus one fifteen on the Giants, plus one oh five on the Cards, with a total of eight and a half for Munaf to lead us off on. Yeah, Alex Cobb on the season. He is five and two with a three point zero one ERA. Um, on the road is where the difference does come in here at two and one with a four point six two ERA. But then in night starts, he's a perfect four and zero with a one point six six ERA. His last start was against the Colorado Rockies in Colorado. Did a lot four earned runs. Again, I don't know how much we want to take away from starts in Colorado. Uh, he did have a rough outing against uh, Milwaukee Brewers, where he did allow seven earned runs. Uh, to the Brewers in that game. But other than that, he's been really solid so far this season for the San Francisco Giants. And Giants have been playing some really good baseball as of late. Um, Jack Flaherty has found his form. I know he had one bad start where he did allow 10 earned runs. I believe that was against the Angels um, uh, back on May 4th. But since then, he hasn't allowed more than uh, – well, I'll say this. He's combined to go – in five starts, uh, let's see here, eight, sorry, in six, his last six starts, he's allowed a total of eight earned runs. The walks are concerned with Jack Flaherty. Um, I don't know how he was a, able to escape it against the Texas Ranger in his last game. The, uh, the uh, Cardinals did win his last game, one nothing. But um, if he's able to keep his walks down, I do trust Jack Flaherty. It seems like he does have a longer leash than some of these pitchers on the St. Louis Cardinals, because if you take a look at the number the number of pitches that he's thrown, he's thrown 100-plus pitches in uh, five straight starts for the um, 
St. Louis Cardinals. So if you're a prop better, maybe take a look at Jack Flaherty outs issued prop. I think that's a good way to look. Um, but I think I do like the under in this game. I think both pitchers can go along very well here. Um, it's at eight and a half. I feel like that is a tad high. Uh, so I will lean with the Cardinals at home with Jack Flaherty, but I do love the under eight and a half. And if you're able to find Jack Flaherty's outs issued, anything above 15 and a half or 16 and a half, I think it's, I would definitely take the over with that. Um, I lost you then, but I think you're back now. Um, this game was very similar to the last one for me. I did make a pick, um, but I didn't want Alex Cobb and I didn't want St. Louis Cardinals. So again, left me stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, the Cards have lost nine in the last 12. Um, I've got a little hope here that uh, Jack Flaherty can repeat this performance. If, if he deals like he did last time out, uh, then my pick's going to be St. Louis on the first five here. Um because, like I say, I just didn't want anything to do with Alex Cobb. So I don't trust the cards particularly. But if Flaherty goes okay, they can have the noses in front after five. So that'll be my pick. Uh, Lonte? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably the same way, man. I got no lean whatsoever. I don't trust either of these teams. I got PTSD still from San Francisco blowing lead after lead every time I bet on them. So... Um, I do agree that Flaherty has been good. I mean, he's uh, – Munaf went over his last six starts. This is his first home start since May 21st um, versus the Dodgers. Uh, he only He's allowing one or fewer in four of those uh, home starts. Um, in San Francisco, I mean, they're not terrible on the road, 500 on the road, and in the last 10. St. Louis is just 13 and 18 at home, so that's kind of scary also. But I think Flaherty can go, uh, go to distance, maybe seven, seven and two-thirds maybe. And, uh, I mean, Cobb's given 14 earned runs in his last four starts. Uh, he did have a gym in between those. Uh, he gave up uh, no runs in seven innings against Baltimore. But outside of that, man, I just can't trust either side. I lean to St. Louis. Uh, also, like the under – where do you want to earn one off, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, yes, uh, eight and a half, I think, was the number for the under. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll lean under. Maybe, uh, maybe a first five under. Um, thinking maybe Cobb uh, pitches well early to start and then gets away from him in the end. Okay, we'll move on. Um, once I tell you about Bird Dogs, uh, a new sponsor on the show, and one of those beautiful occasions where I haven't pre-read this, uh, so this could go absolutely anywhere, fasten your seatbelts. Uh, Bird Dogs, what do they do? Well, apparently they've got stretch carty shorts that make you look good. Uh, they're designed to uh, make you look a bit slimmer, Moonaf. Get your order in, son. Um, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. Um, so there you go. Stretches to get a slimmer fit. You don't have to sacrifice your movement. And anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Get in. Keeps you cool and dry all day long. So if you go to birddogs.com, there was an incredible thread in what the work Slack channel today about shorts and the presence or not of the, I don't know what you call it, the netting stuff on the inside. I'm not even sure of the purpose of that. Is that it's not for hygiene, is it? Just to keep your bollocks where they should be? Um, I'm not a fashion designer, clearly. Um, so yeah, that went on a little bit too long and uncomfortably. We'll get these shorts that are outstanding. Birddogs.com slash pool. Enter the promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com Slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Uh, okay, eight oh five Eastern is the Pittsburgh Pirates at the Chicago Cubs, uh, where Lewis Ortiz 
goes for the Pirates. And Jamison Tyone uh, is on the bump for Chicago. Uh, plus 125 on Pittsburgh. Uh, minus 145 on the Cubs. Uh, no total for the usual reasons. Uh, Lewis Ortiz, one and two on the year, 423 ERA. Um, he's kind of another piggyback starter. We had Anderson and Crawford in the last game that I took the lead on, and, and Ortiz is kind of in that same frame again. Um, last He has given up quite a lot of walks, and his last five starts over one and a half walks. So if you can find a cheeky prop, if the bookies have taken their eye off the ball on Ortiz walked. And his whip is high as well. So he's got away with some stuff. Um, but he has left quite a lot of ducks on the pond. Um, Andrew McCutcheon, just for reference, got his 2,000th hit last night. So well done to him. Jameson Tyone, yeah, minus 145. Um, he's got a 7.02 ERA. His ERA in the last five games is 7.54. And in the 10 games that he started for the Cubs, he's uh, the Cubs are one in nine. I don't know what else you meant to do here except back Pittsburgh. You've got no option, in fact. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates have to be the Betlonte. I 100% agree, man. I think that Pittsburgh Woo! is a superior team. Uh, I mean, he went over the numbers. I mean, he's allowed four runs and four runs in his last three home starts. Like in each game, he's allowed four runs. He's allowed uh, 24 runs in his last six starts. I mean, Pittsburgh has won seven of the last 10. They're 16 and 14 on the road. The Cubs are one game under 500 at home. Uh, what they should do is go grab Marcus Stroman's little brother and swap him out for Jameson Tyone. I don't know if you saw that clip of him. He's like 14 or 15 years old, throwing like 95 <laughs> miles per hour. Wow. I don't know if you saw that. You saw, did you see that one? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, man. He's like throwing gas like at 14 or 15. Uh, so yeah, they maybe should need they need him in the lineup uh, versus Tyon. But yeah, man, Pittsburgh or nothing. Uh, I don't want to go on on and on. It's just pretty simple with me. Um, Pittsburgh is in better form. Um, I, I like the group. Uh, we uh, actually was on there to win the division. I think we got on that live on the show. Uh, that's looking good. I think they're in first place right now. Uh, yeah, man, I think it's it's a game that Pittsburgh stretches his legs and, and scores some runs. So uh, give me Pittsburgh. Give me their team total over also. Yeah, you're right about it being quite straightforward. Sometimes you have to do a little bit of digging around if there's nothing jumps off the page. This jumped off the page pretty quickly. Uh, moving after you concur with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tyon's been a guy that we've been fading um, over the course of the season. I know that he had uh, gotten off to a good start. Um, he had, and it's crazy to think that as, as bad as he's been, he had really good uh, starts against the uh, Dodgers in back-to-back starts, but since then, has been very good. You mentioned that the Cubs have lost nine of his last uh, nine of his ten starts. I'll expand that even further. Seven of those nine losses have come by two or more runs. So if you want to go oh, nice. get yourself some uh, more uh, plus odds on the Pirates on the run line once that does drop, um, I would take a look at that. And especially at home for Jameson Tyone, he is zero and two with an eight point two seven ERA. So it hasn't been very good. At Wrigley Field, he's allowed almost one earned run per inning that he has pitched. 16 and one-third innings pitch, he's allowed 15 earned runs in that span. So, um, yeah, it's it's a pirate here for me as well. Depending on which way the wind is going to be blowing, definitely want to wait for that. But I agree with Lante, what he mentioned about the Pittsburgh Pirates team. Totally get all nine at-bats here with the road team. 8.05 Eastern first pitch. The LA Angels in the Texas Rangers. Jaime Berea goes for the Angels. And John Gray draws the start for Texas, plus 140 on the Angels, minus 160 on Texas with a total of nine. 
for Lonte to talk us through. Yeah, man, I'm going to be honest. Look, I'm high on Texas. I think this should be probably around like 185, 190, to be honest with you. I mean, especially with John Gray on the mound. Uh, he's allowed one run or less in the last six starts. Uh, he's pitched seven strong in five of those. Uh, in five of those six games, including striking out 12 and allowing four hits in his last start, I thought he looked extremely well. Both teams are top 10 and uh, run scored, but I think that Texas will put a halt to that. And they might get to the total by themselves. I mean, they struggled um, offensively on the road against Tampa, but, I mean, that's to be expected with Tampa. Then they threw McClanahan and uh, another guy. I can't remember, but it was one of their other aces um, this weekend. So I expect for them to be – a lot better at home, averaging seven and a half runs um, in their last 11 home games. Um, I mean, I just – I don't trust um, the Angels on the road. Uh, I really don't trust them at home either. Um, if if Gray can give me seven and two-thirds, maybe eight, to limit that bullpen from getting exposed, I think Texas runs away with it here. Uh, they're 21-9 and nine at home, uh, 25-11 and 11 as a favorite. Uh, I love Texas in this spot. I would look for them uh, run line, team total over, and the money line also. So, big Texas fan tomorrow night. Okay, Lont is all over Texas. Munaf? Is Munaf frozen? Is he there? I think he's frozen. Definitely. He's definitely <laughs> frozen. Okay. Um, I'll say, uh, Jaime Berea, I quite like him. He just never lets you down. Like um, I feel like I don't see his name in the in the rotation often enough, he sort of bounces around. But every time I, I watch him or bet him, um, it always works out quite well. Um, the Angels are going along a little bit better, although that's normally a cue for them to do something unreliable. They've won six of the last seven. Uh, Shohei Otani has a 15-game uh, on base streak going. The word I've got next to John Gray's name is immense. He's been absolutely incredible. Um, well, in three of the last four games, Texas have scored 3-3-0. Three, three and zero. Uh, they have scored a shit ton of runs this year, as we know. But just a little dip in their offense, uh, the fact I like Berea as well. Um, I'm happy to take this under nine here. Uh, I don't trust the Angels, so I won't be backing them. Uh, but I think we can get along with the with the under um, behind a, a half-decent Berea start and Gray being his usual self. Uh, Moonaf, you, you froze, but you look like you're moving again. Yeah, I think uh, my internet is being a little choppy here, but um, I agree about the under. These two pitchers are in great form here. Um, I understand why the total is high, especially with the Rangers, how well they've been batting this season. Um, you take a look at what – if you take a look at what Jaime Berea has done against the, Ranger, in, in, against the Rangers since 2022, seven appearances, 1-0 and with a uh, – I think it was like a .6 ERA. He did have one start earlier this season. He did uh, very well against him. So, uh, and we know about John Gray, how well he's been pitching as well. So, under nine for me as well. Um, question, Moon. I thought, because you, you're a Houston Astros kind of guy, um, is this Texas thing, is this a genuine rivalry, uh, sort of in-state or what? Or are you just not even bothered a little bit? Uh... Uh, I'm not bothered by it. Uh, I think because I think now it may become a rivalry because the Astros or the Rangers are a good team now. Uh, but historically, it hasn't been because the Astros, at least over the last several seasons, where the Astros have just been so good. Uh, I think Rangers fans make more of a big deal than the Astros fans actually do. Uh, 
No, fair enough. Um, eight tennis first pitch, the Cincinnati Reds at the Kansas City Royals. Left-handed pitcher Brandon Williamson goes for Cincinnati. And it's Jordan Lyles Day. Happy Jordan Lyles Day, Moonaf, and all those who observe um, will go for Kansas. Even money, plus 100 on the Reds. Uh, minus 120 on the Royals for Jordan Lyles and a total of nine and a half. Uh, Moonaf, why should we take the Reds here at even money? Oh boy, um, Brandon Williamson. I'll start. I'll start with him here. Uh, let me get back to my page here. Give me a second. Uh, let's see here. So I know. I'll start with. I've, I've said this a lot, and, and we've talked about it on the pod. I've tweeted this out as well. Um, anytime Jordan Lyles on the mound, you want to bet the uh, Yurfi. I'll start there. I know I didn't cash in his last game against. I believe it was the Marlins. If I'm not mistaken, uh, where the Yerfi didn't cash, but um, I mean, just take a look at his numbers. He there was a, a I think the not his last start, but the, the two starts prior to that, Jordan Laws wasn't too bad in those uh, starts. Um, but again, this Royals team, it, it's really hit or miss for them. They have a, a game or a couple games where they look really good, but then there's games where they just aren't. They look like one of the worst teams in the league. I'll say that. Now, if you take a look at Jordan's game, Jordan Lyle's game log, the Royals have lost every single one of his starts thus far this season. He's allowed at least um, four earned runs in, I want to say, nine of the ten starts. Last start was against the Marlins. He did go seven innings in that game, guys, but he did allow five earned runs that span. And again, if you take a look, at his game log, the last 10 starts going back to April 17th, the Royals have lost every single one of those games, um, have lost every single one of those games, and they've lost nine of those 10 games by at least two earned runs. Uh, so, again, I'm not going to be betting my money on Jordan Lyles. Um, I am looking at Brandon Williamson in this spot. He has a left-handed pitcher, and I should have this number in front of you as how well the uh, or how bad the Royals are against left tended pitching. I don't know if somebody in the chat can dig that up for us real quick, but um, Brandon Williamson on the season thus far, he has a 5.40 ERA, uh, hasn't recorded a, a decision yet. However, the Reds have won uh, five of his six starts, and a lot of those have come with the run support by the uh, bats of the Cincinnati Reds. So I think this is a perfect storm for the Reds to put up some runs here. Again, they are the road team. You get all nine at-bats as well in the nine innings. Um I will bet the Yerfi again. I think the Reds can get one in the first inning. I would look at a full game team total. If that comes out at four and a half, it might have a little bit of juice on it at minus 125, 130. I wouldn't be surprised. But I think there's another spot where the Reds can put up uh, uh, some runs here against the uh, Jordan Lyles and the uh, Royals. And also their bullpen isn't very good. We've talked a lot lot about that as well. So runs for me uh, in this game, I think – and if you again, if you force me to make a pick here, I would go with the Reds as well. Uh, Lonte, is it the Reds for you? Yeah, man, Reds are nothing. Um, I mean, Munaf went over all the numbers. I, I like them on the run line. I like the team total over. Uh, if Oakland wasn't just like a little league team, then Kansas City would probably be getting more like pub as far as being horrible. I mean, they are just horrible. One and nine in their last ten. Um, the Reds are five and five uh, in their last ten, but they've they've been against better competition. Uh, they took two of three against the Dodgers and two of three on the road uh, against St. Louis. Now, St. Louis, uh, I guess, is kind of a, 
uh, dumpster fire right now, but uh, still impressive for a younger team to go in and win two or three. Uh, KC's nine and twenty-two at home. They've allowed six runs in their last nine games, including six plus and seven of those. So, man, the Reds team total looks good. And uh, get some get all the Dela Cruz props. Give me all the Dela Cruz props you can give me. Everything you got for me. Yeah, we're, we're going to be running out of time to get on those Dela Cruz props because absolutely everybody's on them on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, they're not going to last much longer. Um, Kansas City, we've now only won one more game than Oakland. We're talking about how historically bad Oakland are. Uh, and after tonight, um, they could just be um, with the same amount of wins. But yeah, yeah, you have to take Cincinnati here. Kansas run another six-game losing streak. Lyles is horrible. And Cincinnati have been great to us over the weekend. And the back end of last week, they've won several games at plus money odds. So I think they earned the right uh, for me to put my uh, my few quid on them. That's exactly what I will do. Uh, where are we going next? 8-10 Eastern, first pitch. Washington Nationals at the Houston Astros. Left-handed pitcher Patrick Corbin for Washington. And Hunter Brown goes for Houston, who are a minus 250 favourite. Uh, Washington plus one, uh, plus two ten, sorry, and the tour is set at eight. Uh, Patrick Corbin four and six with a four eighty nine ERA. He had a little renaissance a few weeks ago. He had a decent run, um, but the last three um, have been a little worry. He's he's regressed back to where he was. Um, Joey Meneses is in good form for for Washington. If you're looking for a, a player prop, there eighteen game on base streak for him. Um, Brown's been inconsistent enough for me not to want to take him at this price. I mean, I don't know. There's not going to be many people listening to this who'll be who'll be back in a picture at minus two fifty anyway. Uh, but certainly not Hunter Brown. Um, Houston are hitting two sixty against left-handed pitching, which isn't stellar, but it is better. Um, and I think this can go over. Washington have been more than competitive; they can contribute here. Um, but I think Houston will get to Corbin too. Um, and the eight looks like a, a, a number that we can reach quite comfortably with the over, Muna. Yeah, I agree with everything that you just said there. I do like Astros to score some runs here. Um, I know they're going to be missing uh, Jordan Alvarez, but you got Jose Altuve back. The offense has still been humming along even without him. But um, historically, Patrick Corbin has struggled against the Astros. I, he did have one start last season against his Astros team. He gave up three home runs in that game, five earned runs. I believe it was just five innings pitched if I'm not mistaken, but um, Hunter, like you mentioned, he has been inconsistent. I do like the case prop that uh, Insano's mentioning for Hunter Brown. Um, I think you do have the better pitcher on the mound. You definitely have the better offense for sure. So I'd probably look at Astros' run line and definitely their team totals to go over, at least in the first five for sure. If you get that at two and a half in the first five innings, you have to take the over on that for the Astros. Uh, Lonte? Yeah, I'm leaning to Washington here. Maybe um on the run. Do you know? Do you have the run line price? I don't know. Not in front of me. Sorry. Uh, let me see if I can find uh, it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. They're 22 and nine on the run line uh, on the road. Um, I think Houston was pretty much underwhelming uh, over the weekend. Um, they lost four of the last five. Uh, I think they can maybe get to to Corbin, but I mean he like. Both one of you guys had mentioned, I can't remember which one, but Corbin's not he hasn't been horrible, um, as of late. Uh, he's been manageable, and I think that's all you need. I mean, Washington's been feisty. Uh, I thought they looked good against Atlanta, and despite losing two or three, they outscored them 12 to 11 um, in that series. So their bats are 
are alive. And um, if Corbin can just not give up, you know, the big inning, give up four or five in the inning, three or four, uh, I think they'll be fine here. So I'm leaning to Washington. Uh, I'll probably play a little bit in the money line, but my stronger play will be on the over. I agree with both of you guys on the over. And um, I just – it's something about Washington, man. They're just feisty. Uh, I like that they're never out of the game. They're always going to play to the end. Um uh, I like their bats. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm going to go with Washington here. It does bother me that Houston was kind of underwhelming uh, and they're returning home. So, it could be, you know, Washington could be in for a nightmare. But I'm going to lean to I'm gonna lean to Washington, no Yodon. Um, it's a lot to adjust for. And even in a strong lineup, Houston has. Um, so, give me uh, Washington uh, on the wheel line and the run line also. I'll give you minus 5,000 to Insano had the day off work today. Because every game we've introduced, he's hit us with a barrage of top-quality sats within about five seconds flat. Uh, there's no way Captain Insano's done anything today except look at baseball stats and gamble, uh, which I am here for. Um, 9.40 Eastern first pitches, the Cleveland Guardians at the San Diego Padres. Uh, we have Tanner Bibi, Bibi uh, goes for Cleveland and Joe Musgrove. Gets the start for San Diego. Plus 140 on Cleveland. Minus 160 on the Padres. Uh, line is at seven and a half. Lonte, take it away. Yeah, I'm going to lean with Cleveland here. Uh, I know Mus- uh, Musgrove's been good. Um, lately, he's allowed one run or fewer in four of his last five starts. But I like BB. I mean, he's been solid. Um, he's got a three and a half, uh, three and a half to one K uh, walk ratio. Uh, he's right at three on his ERA, but he's allowed two or fewer in the uh, six of his last eight starts. Uh, Cleveland was, was impressive, man. I think they were impressive over the weekend. They had a good series. Um, their offense has been rolling this past week, double-digit runs in two of the last five games and uh, five-plus in four of the last five games. Um, both teams are inconsistent. I think San Diego is one of the more inconsistent teams uh, in the league. I mentioned Toronto. They just have so much talent, but just they can't put it together for a consistent stretch. I know they played better. As of late, but Cleveland's coming in, good defensive team. Um, I think BB's going to uh, allow them to get out of some stuff if he, uh, if they have some errors or, or whatever the case may be. So I like Cleveland. Uh, I'll take them on the money line. And I'm leaning towards the under. I mean, Cleveland's been an under team all year. I played them under uh, in a lot of games this year. So I think that trend continues here uh, with San Diego being kind of up and down offensively. Yeah, the, the under was where I ended up. This, to me, looks like your classic Cleveland game. Is that they're either going to win 4-1 or they're going to lose 4-1 or something. But any combination of that, I don't care, uh, cashes us the under 7.5. So that was my thinking on that one, Muna. Yeah, I think this is going to turn out to be a pitcher's duel. Uh, I know Musgrove, like Lante mentioned, has they, he's been in pretty good form over the last couple starts here. But I just can't get this Padres team right. Anytime I do want to back them, the, they look like absolute shit, and then the next night they just go out and look like the lineup that we're expecting to see. So um, I like the value here on the Guardians. I know Tyner Bybee has been really good uh, thus far this season. I think that can carry over to San Diego. Um, if this game was being played on Monday night, I would probably look at San Diego, but with a day off for the Cleveland Guardians going from uh, East Coast to West Coast, I think that only favors them. So I will take the uh, Guardians here with you guys. Okie doke. 9.40, Easton's first pitch is the Tampa Bay Rays at the Oakland Athletics. Officially TBD for Tampa. I reckon it's Yoni Chirinos 
Uh, we have Hogan Harris, left-handed pitcher, going for Oakland. Uh, no pitcher means no lines as usual. Moonaf, what can you tell us about this? Yeah, not much uh, without a pitcher for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. But like you mentioned, Hogan Harris is going here for the um, Oakland A's and left-handed pitcher. I know Tampa Bay's tops in uh, most statistical category offensively against uh, left-handed pitching. I think this is going to be an opportunity where I know the A's were on on a on a hot streak here or on a winning streak here, but I think that might. Uh, come back down to earth um, against the Tampa Bay Rays. I believe these two teams matched up uh, early in the year where the A's, or sorry, the Rays got off to that 10-0 start and they absolutely dominated the A's. So um, I, I would look at Rays run line and probably Rays to score some runs here. I think that number's going to be at five and a half all week, uh, at least till Wednesday when the series is over. So uh, give me the Rays team total overs any which way. Yeah, Lonte, could you make a case for Oakland? No, hell no, 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 no. Uh, I will not. Although they did look like they did look like an actual MLB I will team. Not. Uh, they did look like an actual MLB team over the weekend, um, for what it's worth. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm looking at Tampa on some run lines. Maybe take an all line with them. I think Oakland comes back down to earth. They've had their moment of glory. Uh, what a five game winning streak or four? Five. Uh, five. Yeah. Five. So yeah. So yeah, man. I think they'll come back down to earth. Um, if you mentioned it, that was my main handicap is they match lefties and I'm pretty much they're going to get to Hogan. They had really good success over the weekend uh, against Texas. So I look for their offense to keep rolling. Uh, they, their offense does travel. They're one of the better offenses on the road and at home. So uh, I don't think Oakland has a shot here. Uh, I would look for that team total over. First five also, if you want to take a look at that, uh, they're one of the best first five teams in the league. So, I mean, all about Tampa uh, tomorrow night. Um, oh, Oakland are being uh, are being blown blown apart here by you two. Five game winning streak, <laughs> average seven runs per game. They've just completed a sweep. Um, you said me enough that Tampa Bay lead the league in a lot of categories. Oakland have their own uh, league leader here, and this is quite remarkable. Um, Ryan Noda, uh, not a probably the first time we've mentioned his name uh, this season on the show. Um, leads the American League in OBP uh, with a 4.10 OBP for the Oakland Athletics, um, which all things considered, that's, um, that's my stat of the day, Moonaf. Have you sorted out that stat of the day drop yet? Not yet. We're, no. we're working on it. Not yet. Not yet. Give it five years. Um, I really like Chirinos. He's a load of fun. Hogan Harris is capable, uh, but I do fear for him. I haven't got a number, but I'd probably be taking the over if it's anywhere near eight. Um, I think Oakland can get involved in this. Uh, Tampa Bay will probably win, uh, but we can get over the total uh, and find a better price by doing that. Next, 9.40 Eastern first picks, Philadelphia Phillies at the Arizona Diamondbacks, where uh, Zach Wheeler goes for the Phillies and Zach Davis goes for the Diamondbacks. Minus 145 on Philadelphia, plus 125 on the D-backs. I haven't got a total for some reason. I reckon I probably just forgot to write it down one of you two can shout that up for me. Um, this game, prob- eight and a half, um, probably the two most informed teams in MLB. Philly have won seven of eight. Um, Arizona have won five straight and 11 of 13. Uh, Wheeler, four and four in the year, 391 ERA. He's got a seven-run start at Washington, sandwiched in between two scoreless starts against Detroit and Atlanta. 
Um, and I think it's safer to say the scoreless starts are the more trustworthy ones uh, with the with the, the seven-run shellacking being a bit of an outlier. Uh, Zach Davis has also been okay, but he's kind of the weak link, I think, in this um, Arizona rotation. He struggles against the better teams is what I found going down his game log. And at the minute, Philly are one of those better teams. He's got a 6.75 home ERA. Um, again, it's sort of fancy price, a little bit like the Mets early run that we took. Um, but I'll take Philly here on the money line, minus 145, Muna. Yeah, I think the guys are just pointing it out in the chat that it's um, the ERAs are for both these pitchers and Zach Davis in particular at home. 6.75. I think this is only his third start at home, if I'm not mistaken. He faced the Red Sox and the Dodgers, if I'm not mistaken, did Zach Davies. But, um, and Zach Wheeler also has struggled on the road thus far this year as well. So I think that we're going to see runs in this game. Um, Arizona doesn't give up either. I know they have some, um, they've been able to do their part by scoring runs as well. They're having a really good season thus far. Uh, Philly, it looks like they found some of their offense as well. And again, uh, I'm not sure I can trust Zach Wheeler on the road. If this was a home game for him, I would, you know, maybe look towards his direction. Um, I definitely won't, don't be putting money on Zach Davis, especially at home. So I think that we do see runs in this game at over eight and a half. Uh, Lante, what was your reading? Yeah, I'll expand on the Wheeler thing. So he, with him is, it's, you're either going to get six to seven solid innings or he's going to get blown up in three or four. It's no in-between. I mean, you mentioned the numbers. Uh, in his last five road starts, it's been four runs, zero runs, four runs, zero runs, and then he gave up seven, um, as you mentioned. So by that math, I mean, he's due for, I guess, a, a decent so- solid outing. So uh, I'm going to lean with uh, Philly here. The offense has got has been getting going. Um, they've won seven of the last ten. But they do struggle on the road, 13 and 22. But like you mentioned, Mal, uh, I, mean, I think that like Davies, he's just been the weakest link in here. Um, I think Philadelphia can get to them. Uh, I do lean over. I think both teams, both teams, the top ten in hits. Arizona's fourth in runs. Uh, if, if Wheeler can get some control and not give up two or three um, two run innings, then I think they're in good shape. Um, so I think Wheeler would be the better of the Zacks. Uh, I do think Arizona's a better team. I'm taking um, Philadelphia as they're constructed right now just to get that win. Um, and it's just maybe just a play on against Davies and not against Arizona, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's pretty much where my uh, where my selection came from, Lunty. Um, the penultimate game on the show this evening um, is a game that is off the board, unfortunately. It's the 9-4 Eastern uh, between the Miami Marlins and the Seattle Mariners. We have a TBD picture for Miami. Um, think it's Edward Cabrera, but nothing else uh, on that. George Kirby will go for Seattle. No lines, unfortunately. Moonaf, can you expand? Uh, only I'll mention is that Edward Cabrera is another pitcher that has um, significant splits for home starts and then road starts. So I think he's been... Uh, Fantastic at home for the Marlins, and he's been um, uh, a little underwhelming uh, on the road thus far this season. So um, maybe you see runs in this game. I know Captain Estano pointing out that Kirby has gotten worse each month. I agree with that. Um, again, with no lines to go off of, I do expect Marlins to, or sorry, the Mariners to be a significant favorite here. But uh, maybe look at Mariners' runs in the first five innings over two and a half if you're able to get that. 
Um, maybe a walk prop with Edward Cabrera. I know he's still, uh, he's dealt with, um, some command and control issues, but it seems like he's got that under control, but I can't trust him on the road here. I would only look at the Mariners. Okay. Lante. Yeah. So, um, initially I was leaning to, um, the Marlins. I mean, they're hot right now. So I was going to keep riding them. I saw Sandy got it going, um, over the weekend. That was good to see him, uh, get a quality start. And, um, I don't think he got, I don't think he got, uh, presented the win. I think they uh, ended up going to tie the game and then going into extras. But either way, he pitched well. Um, they've won eight of the last ten. Uh, competition hasn't been the best. They've still been dominant in that stretch, beating teams down. Um, Seattle 3-7 and seven straight up and on run line in the last ten. So basically, if you think Seattle's going to win the game, I mean, if you think Seattle's going to cover the run line, they're probably going to win the game. Um, so Miami is, is 9-1, and one, the last ten on the run line. So I mean, you got to kind of pick your poison. Uh, I'm leaning. I was leaning towards the Marlins, but now I was reading about um, Cabrera's like injury. He left uh, with a blister, so that might have to do with some of that control issues that Munaf was speaking on. Uh, so it's kind of scaring me off a little bit. Uh, if he has control issues, that could lead to walks, easy runs, uh, wild pitches. So I'm kind of staying away from it right now. Um, Kirby's been really solid at home, uh, outside of giving up seven to the Pirates on, on the 26th of March. I was impressed with his seven scoreless against Texas. That was that was a real good outing for him. Um, but I mean, I don't trust him uh, full heartedly. But I think uh, I would lean towards the under. Uh, both team both teams top twelve and runs allowed. Uh, it's just that Cabrera things is kind of a, a wrench in, in my handicap because I mean, if he goes, how healthy is he? And if he doesn't, you know, who do they go to? Is it kind of like a bullpen game or what do they do? So I'm kind of I got more questions than I do answers here. So, uh, but if I had to. I go to the under and lean to Miami. Yeah, that's fair enough, Lunty. I hadn't um, seen the blister thing when when I handicapped Cabrera in in this game, so it is a slight fly in the ointment. Um, my handicap of this was pretty straightforward in that um, Cabrera and Miami are in better form than Kirby and Seattle, so it's a combination. I've uh, got no lines, but I'd happily take a punt on Miami. Um, on the money line here uh, in Seno pointing out that Kirby's just sort of declining month on month. So uh, happy to take Miami just as the as the form team. Uh, final game, 10-10 Eastern first pitch. The Chicago White Sox at the LA Dodgers. Lance Lynn goes for Chicago and Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers. Um, plus 170 Chicago, minus 190 Los Angeles with a total of eight and a half uh, for Lonte to close us out with. Yeah, man, I'm going with uh, the Dodgers here on the run line. Um, they they got two or three took from them from Philly. They had a one good one good show, and I think it was game one, if I'm not mistaken, where they played really well. Um, but they they played two series on the road. They're back home where they're 20 and 10, um, 33 and 22 as a favorite. Um, the White Sox, I mean, I, I don't trust them. Uh, 12 and 21 on the road. They blew a lead last night. Um, I just I don't think that they they will be able to go into Dodger Stadium after what we saw the Dodgers uh, done to them in Philly and um, and come out with a win. And Lance Lynn is kind of up and down. He's gonna get. I mean, he's gonna you know yell and, and look good on the mound for a stretch. At the end of the day, those Dodgers bats are gonna start rolling, and and then it'll be uh, a landslide from here. So I mean, I like the Dodgers at home. They're 17 and 13 on the run line at home, so that's something to look at. So give the Dodgers on the run line, man. What do you think? 100%. Um, you handicapped it the same as me. Dodgers on the run line. Um, 
the the one extra thing I had to point out was Freddie Freeman's form in his last twenty two mm. games. He's hitting three ninety three. If uh, so you want some Freeman props, get involved in that. Uh, but yeah, the the blown bullpen lead I had as a note um, and everything as you pointed out Lonte so yeah I'll just co-sign your handicap completely uh, for a Dodgers run line Munaf Yeah team right here uh, Tony Gonsolin at home is automatic bet on the run line for this uh, I think about since 2021 or 2022 I think it's since 2021 15 home starts at, at Dodger Stadium 13 and 2 straight up 12, 13 wins have come by two runs or more. Uh, you get the, you can get that at plus odds right now on, on nine here. Um, I have a feeling that we might all this this might be the dog of the day for a lot of us uh, on the pod. But uh, Dodgers run line again. Insano's mentioning it as well. Lynn across the board has is subpar to what Tony Gonsolin has been able to do at Dodger Stadium. So uh, Dodgers for me minus one and a half uh, plus one ten. If you want to be uh, more of a degenerate, take it up to minus two and a half, uh, get some even more better plus odds. I think that the Dodgers will absolutely dominate in this game. Okay, uh, team ride, and it looks like uh, looking in the chat that uh, the entire network uh, fancies Dodgers on the run line, get some alternative run lines on there as well. Um, that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is 15 games handicapped and in the book. Uh, we've got our lock and dog, um, our edge boost uh, double um, double down play of the day. I know Munaf likes to do these on the fly. So, Lonte, uh, you could lead us off uh, with your lock and dog, please. Yeah, man. So, I'm going to go with two dogs, actually. Uh, I'm going to go Ooh. for my lock. I'm going with Baltimore. Um, I mentioned earlier, I think they'll be uh, ready to go. They've had success against Toronto, uh, swept the mid-May, uh, 20 to 10 in that series. Kramer's um, been... Solid at home. Uh, I know you mentioned the, the regression coming uh, coming for him, but hopefully it's not in this game. So give me Baltimore um, as the home dog. I think it's really, really good value there. Um, as for my dog, I'm going to go with hmm, – I'm going to go with Cincinnati, man. I mean, it's just simple. Um, they're, you can get it right now. It's just dropping. It's went from like 110 to 105 to 103. So catch it right now. You can get even money. Or a little bit better shop around. Uh, won't read off the Jordan Lyles numbers, but they're they're horrible. Um, just to save you a trip, uh, I think Cincinnati is <laughs> a good, fun, young team. Um, Dela Cruz has, has brought some life into them. I'm interested to see you guys. Like when I first seen, him, I was like, did they swap? Did they Odell Cruz get traded? Because that's who he reminded me of. Like he's long, lanky, swings the bat similar way, um, extremely fast. I think he's I think he's way faster than than O'Neal, but like. He was about to lap a guy like little league style when he got that. Uh, I think somebody hit a, a double and he was just about to pick the guy up and take him across the plate. So, yeah, man, I like Cincinnati uh, as my dog um, and I like uh, Baltimore as my lock. Both of those are plus money also. So, that's what I'm going with for tomorrow night. I think the funniest thing I saw with Dela Cruz last week was uh, the photo with those sort of college kids that he, he needed to get the whole oh, yeah. run ball back from. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he looked. He looked like a different species to the kids that were in the photo. It was all kind of these little five foot eight white blokes. And Ellie Dana Cruz just looked like a different species completely. Like, uh, so if you need to know the difference between him and the rest of us, that photo was the difference. Like, I love that. It was great. Uh, Moonaf, have you made your picks yet? Yeah. Um, for my lock, I do like the Mets on the money line, minus 140, but I'll, I'll take it a step further. I'll take it at the minus one and a half, plus 145 price. Uh, 
on the run line. Max Scherzer has been really good at City Field. Uh, I know they're missing Pete Alonso um, with a wrist injury, I believe, but Severino has not been very good thus far this season. Over his last four starts or last four games, 0 and 1, 5.75 ERA. His last two starts, which came against the Dodgers and the White Sox, he went nine innings, allowed 15 hits. Six of those 15 hits were the home run ball. He's allowed three home runs in each of the last three, uh, sorry, two games uh, against the opposition. So uh, even without Pete Alonso, I think that the Mets can uh, tag him here a little bit. Again, like I mentioned, Max Scherzer has been really good at home thus far this season uh, for the um, New York Mets. And again, Aaron Judge not in this lineup for the Yankees. We know how much of a dip that the offense takes without um, him in the lineup. So I'll take the Mets here, minus 1.5, plus 145 as my lock, and also on the money line, minus 140. For my dog, it's going to be the Dodgers, minus 1.5, plus 110. I expect this number to be at a minus price by the time, um, you know, maybe people are listening to this pod in the morning. Uh, but if you're watching live and you're able to find that number right now, I think that uh, it's a good price right now. Like I mentioned, Tony Gonsolin, since 2021, 13-2 at Dodgers st- Stadium. 12 of those 13 wins have come by two runs or more. Lance Land is going to give it up to this Dodgers lineup. Mookie Betts, you talked about Freddie Freeman, Mal. Uh, he's been really good thus far this season for the um, uh, for the Dodgers, and I just think that they're going to mash Lance Lynn. So minus one and a half, plus one ten. Um, I guess I'll make that as my lock, and then take the bigger dog price, minus one and a half on the Mets, plus one forty five as my dog. Everyone's pounded up the double dogs tonight. I didn't get the memo here. Um, there was I had a couple on my board, and you've both um, taken options that were that were in play for me, which which I'm quite pleased about that leads me to believe I'm I'm heading in the right direction. My luck, um, I'm going to take Philadelphia, um, minus 145. Again, it's a fade of Davis um, and the fact that Philly are playing really well. Lunte pointed out the fade of Davis was probably the right way to go here. Um, and although uh, Arizona are on fire, um, I just think this is a bad spot here for... Uh, what's Moonaf laughing at now? Are you laughing, Moonaf? No, I'm not laughing. No, I'm not laughing. I'm just okay. I can just see. Oh, wait. Sorry. I just. Um, do you know what? You can see. I just yeah, assume man. you're disparaging me now. And that's how I feel. Um, I didn't say anything. I was listening to you. Okay. No problem. Are you sure? Are you going, I think you've got a bit delusional through lack of sleep, Muda. Um, my dog is Pittsburgh. Has to be. Jameson Tyone has lost nine of the 10 games they've played um, in Pittsburgh, a plus 125 to make it. Um, 10 of the last 11. It was fairly straightforward. So Pittsburgh at plus 125 will be my dog. Uh, Lonte, we did game. it. Uh, thank you very much, Lonte. Have you, have you managed to keep up with my accent? Oh, yeah, man. You, I, I'm good money. Uh, I listen to the show that you're on to prep myself. So I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. I, I'm, full, I'm full prepared <laughs> in my home. We don't need subtitles or closed yeah, man, captions, anything like that. Yeah, uh, Munaf at Anything to say before we let the people go? No, I mean, if you haven't already left us a rating review, I know we had some come in over the weekend. Um, so if you haven't already, leave us a rating and review. I think we're getting ever so closer to 500 subscribers on the MLB Gambling Podcast YouTube account. So if you haven't already subscribed, if you want to tune us with us, uh, uh, watch us live. Usual suspects are always in the chat. They always make it fun and drop some great gems for us uh, as we're handicapping this game. So shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, and again, we'll be here throughout the week as usual. Yeah, MVP, Captain Sano tonight. He's uh, pounded out the stats 
Um, very much in the style. I'm going to pound him this week uh, in the fantasy <laughs> baseball league. So we'll keep you up to date nice. with that. Thanks, everyone. That was loads of fun. Uh, <laughs> cheers, Lunty. Cheers, Moonaf. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, good luck with all your bets. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we'll see you down the road.